to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look to the folks at Farm Bureau Health Plans when you need someone who understands the X's and O's of healthcare coverage. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. I'm Amy Wells. Welcome to this edition of the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. Dave McGinnis, otherwise known as Coach Mac, is of course here. Mac, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. We just had a uh, nice television recording day today and now we're doing this and so I'm looking forward to it. We did this week's episode of Titans All Access. You, me, Mike Keith and Jim Wyatt all got together to talk some some Titans football and it was really fun. It was fun. It was a good time to uh, kind of take stock of where we are right now with the football team. It went it went very very well. So if you don't have your TV set to record Titans All Access, head on over to TennesseeTitans.com to look up where in your area, Titans All Access is airing, the times, the channels, all of that stuff. Check it out because you're not going to want to miss this episode. We covered a lot of ground. We did. It was great. I really liked it. And Ashley Farrell produced it because she's our producer here too. So it was outstanding. Awesome. I think it was an Emmy Award winning one. Well, yeah, probably. Most of those are actually, although we've never actually won an award. It's easier if you don't submit it, then you just know that you have an award-winning product. You don't have to be validated by anybody. Yeah, I don't need people to give me awards to know that I'm doing award-winning stuff. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's good. Well, Mac, speaking of winning awards, the Tennessee Titans haven't won any in the last couple weeks. Two weeks. (laughs) Just to put it blunt, the Titans are coming off of a tough kind of two-week stretch. They are currently eight and four, and they're finally going into a bye week, which... We've been talking about this bye week for weeks and weeks now. It's kind of been the light at the end of the tunnel because it's a late, late bye week, which is a little bit unusual for teams, right? Well, it is. And, of course, now that it's a it's an 18-week uh, season with 17 games, you had to spread them out. And, of course uh, – we drew the we drew the bean that it was going to be it's going to be late and so whenever it comes you know when the schedule comes out as a head coach you look at it and you look at see where your off schedule games are you see when your national games are you see how many in a row you have at home you see where your where your division games are but you also look to see where your open date is and then you start planning around it but a lot of it depends on the type of injury situation you're in at the moment, and of course, this is a historic injury situation for the Tennessee Titans this year, and so they needed this really bad right now. Well, we talk about the bye week and their importance, and there's a lot of reasons. Rest, recovery, the time to make adjustments, all of those things are important. It feels like the Titans need it extra, mainly due to, as you reference, the injury situation. No, absolutely. That's what they need the most. And, and, and hopefully, you know, with this five-game season, which is what it is after the bye, the five-game season that we are looking at, we will be able to start getting some guys back. Because I think, you know, in these last two weeks, as far as adding people to the injury list, we've kind of reached a tipping point. You know, I mean, John Robinson and his group have been digging really deep to find players to come back uh, for Mike Vrabel and his staff to coach and sometimes to coach up with only two or three days' notice to be able to play in ball games, So we need to get some people back. To me, that's the main thing for this football team. We've dropped the last two games, and we've done things that regardless of who's playing, when you turn the ball over, you know, like we have in the last two ball games, you're not really giving yourself a real even chance to be able to win a game. But we need to get our players back, and we need to get our, our, you know, our, our top guys back because this next five weeks is going to be extremely important, especially starting with – 
you know, a division opponent when we come off this bye. Yep. And for those of you who are just listening, the last two weeks, we are referencing the game against the Houston Texans, followed by the game on the road to the New England Patriots. The Titans did not win either one of those contests. And Mac, we saw a lot of things that were uncharacteristic of the Tennessee Titans in both of those matchups. Is part of that just indicative of a team that's maybe a little exhausted and dealing with a lot of adversity, especially in the way of injuries, and is just kind of hitting a tipping point? Well, it's it's a tipping point as far as the number of people that you're having to acquiesce and bring on the squad. But there's no there's no excuse for once you are playing, there's no excuse for giving the ball away. There's no excuse for giving the ball away. And regardless of who's out there playing, these are professional players. They've been professionally coached. You still need to be able to play good technique, good fundamental football. I thought that they had a good plan in both instances to be able to win the football game. But when you – the two things, Amy, in, in a National Football League game that tip the, the scales more quickly than anything are turnovers and explosive plays. Now, turnovers is what happens on offense when you give the ball away. Takeaways are what happens when you're on defense and you take the ball away. And then explosive plays, you know, runs you know, runs of over 15 yards, passes of over 25 yards. And we, we have not experienced enough of those in these last two games. But turning the ball over, the number of times that the Titans have, the last two weeks, you very much diminish your chances of competing. Uh, and, and they've competed very well early in the game, but once those turnovers start happening, then the game changes nature. We've heard Mike Vrabel talk a lot about using this open date, this bye week, to do some self-scouting. Now, I'm asking you as a former head coach, what exactly does that mean and how much are you really able to accomplish? Because you only have a couple days to do all, all this. All right, let, 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 let's get this out there. This is why people tune into this so they know what's really going on. Yep. You self-scout every week. Now, with the way technology is, you, you, you get everything categorized every week. When I first started, we didn't have any self-scout cut-ups until I ran them through a spool and hot-spliced them together. Okay, now now you get it every week. So everything's categorized every week. You've got enough staff now that that somebody keeps a running total of everything. You self-scout yourself every week so that you will know, especially once you get about five deep into the season, how how predictable are we getting? Where are we where are we doing play call wise, both offense and defense? Are we tipping anything by by down and distance? Are we tipping anything by formation? Are we tipping anything by field position? So you're constantly doing that. So it's not like all of a sudden you've got three days to go over 12 weeks that's not what happens that's not what happens at all I think you know what Mike was talking about when he said they're going to self-scout they're going to, to dig into what they are going to have to be able to do with the players they have available that is a challenge that he and his staff have right now they know what they want to do schematically now they just have to see how the people that we have are going to fit schematically into that I mean, a good point of it is when we lost Derrick Henry, they started. They needed to figure out schematically how they were going to work multiple backs now into the run game. You've seen that it started to, to show itself a little bit in the New England game when they have, you know, rush for 270 yards, have two 100-yard rushers. Well, that's that piece is starting to come together. But what they really need to be able to do is put out the fire of being minus so much in the turnover margin. That has to happen for this team the next five weeks realistically, what can you do 
for example, with the turnover margin, what can you do to make an impact on that in the next five weeks of this season? Well, you always emphasize it, but you work on it in practice. You work on it. You work on ball security. And how you work on ball security is every time that you're running offense against defense, you have your defensive players punching at, pulling at, you know, trying to pull the ball away. And then defensively, you're constantly, anytime a ball is loose, you're going to pick it up, whether the play's over or not. Pick it up, run with it, go with it, complete through it. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that you have to have, and it has to be emphasized, and it is. I watch him. You and I watch practice. They emphasize it in practice. They do. They go through drills as far as on defense punching it out, as far as on offense being able to have five points of contact and be able to protect it. That's what you have to do because you cannot give the ball away. Games are too close to the National Football League, and you, on the other side, you have to somehow generate takeaways on special teams and defensively. We hear about it over and over again, and I hate to harp on it, but it really has been one of the monumental factors of this season and its injuries. How much of a toll has that taken not only on the personnel, not only on the coaches, but on the entire staff that is associated with this football team? A lot. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it, you, just, you, just, you just go through the procedure that it takes to bring somebody in to waive somebody, to sign somebody. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a massive undertaking, even if you're doing it two or three times. You know, we've done it to the point of having 86 different players. And it's amazing because you not only have to find those players, then you have to get in touch with their agent, then you have to bring them in, then you have to COVID test them, then you have to work them out. They've worked some of these guys out previously before they ever sign them. You've got a ready list that has to keep rolling. Ryan Cowden, Monty Ossenfort, and their, and their staff, they've got, to get, they've got to find these players, and they've got to see who might fit into what we're going to do and see where those guys are in their career too. It's a massive, massive undertaking. And so it has to have been exhausting, but they, st- they have to do it because we have to win these ball games that are coming up. Right, and you've got to get people who are able to play in those games. Here's a funny little stat, Mac, and this is Jared Puffer of the Titans PR department. He uncovered this little gem a couple hours ago, and so I told him I was going to steal it. The Tennessee Titans have played 12 games this season, 12. Only 13 players on this whole Titans roster have played in all 12 this season, 13. Now that's not a shocker to me. Which is the lowest in the National Football League. Of those 13 players that have played in all 12 games, only eight of them are starters. And that is for offense, defense, and special teams. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. Well, I mean, and look, the numbers are so low on the end of that seesaw because the numbers of injuries, 86, is so high on the other end of the seesaw. Mm-hmm. As I said, I've done this for a long time. I've, I've never experienced nor seen anything quite like this in the in that in that category and it it is it's it's mind-boggling you know when we do the games the national radio always comes in to talk to us and and invariably you've been in there when they always come into our booth you know to ask us they are just amazed they are saying who's playing now Mm -hmm. and it it is it, it is something it's something that's never been seen in the national football league to this point to this extent and how much more impressive does it make the fact that the Titans are 8 and 4 at this point in the season? Well, they were able they were able to have a really nice 6-game run and that that really helped. Now, what's what's got to happen? The reason I keep saying this is a 5-week season because it is. You know, you know what the Titans have done, they they've positioned themselves to make a run here at the end. And so everything is pointing towards that run. And believe me, Mike Vrabel and his staff and John Robinson and his staff, they are pointing out each game, each game is so important 
as a one-game season because this is where we are. You can just look around the league and see what's going on. People are starting to make a move. Some people are healthier now than they were when the season started. Some people had injuries early, not as devastating as we did, but they're getting their players back. And so this next five weeks, really critical. So let's zoom out a little bit, and let's let's just take a little gander at the, the Tennessee Titans. So especially on the offensive side of the ball, what have you liked the most about what this offense has done in the first 12 weeks of the season? Well, I mean, we're going to have to separate that because when we had Henry, this was a devastating offense running the football. It really was. And the play action was ginning off of it. We've never had the receiver combos that we thought we were going to have when the season started. That's, that's the disappointing part of it. Because when we had Derrick Henry ginning, and he was, he was doing Derrick Henry stuff, and we were blocking everything up, bringing people down in the box where you could take advantage of man-to-man, we'd never had our full complement of the dudes that we need. Okay, and so to me, the the most impressive part is, is they've been able to persevere in the run game. Now, they had they had to restart because they had to put multiple people in now once Derrick Henry got hurt. But we saw that restart against New England. So that's been impressive. But what we need, the element we need to get back into this offense, we need to be because we still got the run element. We need to be able to get the explosive element down the field through the air. How helpful will it be to get some of those players, the Julio Jones, the C.A.J. Browns, back on the field? It makes the world a difference. I mean, they're the dudes for a reason. They're the dudes. And I mean, and that's, that's just the way it is in this league. Your best players have got to play the best at the most critical times. We haven't had our best players yet at a lot of positions. What did you say, eight starters? Eight starters? Yep. We hadn't had enough good dudes all the time. That's not enough starters. It's just not. Let's ask that same question on the defensive side of the ball. What do you like the most about what this defense has been able to do in the first 12 weeks? Well, I think they reinvented themselves after last last season, and they came. And they've done a, a nice job of that. And the thing that I was really watching develop was when we were able to rush with four and cover with seven. All of a sudden, we became a really good defense. Now we were able to get people out on third down. We were able to play really good red zone defense. We were able to pressure the cylinder. We were sacking quarterbacks at a high rate. You know, when we're able to do that, this defense really started to make a difference in games. Now, once you start losing those guys up front, where all of a sudden now you're going to have you start trying to manufacture pressure a little bit, and then you're covering with different people if you're matched up. All of that stuff, again, starts to fade a little bit. And so I would like to see us get our guys back so we can get back to the four-man pressure, covering with seven, whether you're playing man or zone. That's when we've been at our best. What does this defense need to improve upon in the last five weeks of the regular season? Well, they, they've got to improve on affecting the quarterback in the cylinder. We didn't do that enough in the last two weeks. And then they've got, to, they've got to improve on not giving up the big plays, which happened, you know, just as, as, as early as last week. You just can't do that. You give up explosives defensively in this league, and, 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 and people start working you down the middle of the field, and then they start working the edge of your defense, you're, you're having problems. Because all of a sudden now you're playing third and not chains in your, in, in your favor. And so that's the problem. So they've got to start back to playing – dominant defense on first and second down, and then get pressure with four people. What's the key to this Titans team really making a solid push people in December? People back. People back, please. <laughs> he couldn't even let me finish no, it. No, people back. I mean, it's not it, – it really, it's not It's not science. People back. Get your best players back. When this team has have, have had their best players, they were, they were the top team in the league. 
in the AFC, even without all of their good people together at once. Get your good people back. That's the key. December football really is the best football, though, right, Mac? Well, it's 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 the most valuable. It's the most fun. Well, it's all fun. It's all fun. There's something about December football, though. A, more games in the snow, which I like watching on TV. Don't love as much being at. First of all, <laughs> you don't get to watch any games on TV because you have to be at every game. So that's number one. No, uh, not just Titans games, but all of the games. There's a lot of teams in the National Football League, and they all play on different nights, and so I get to watch other football. Not in the snow. No. Well, other teams play in the snow. The Packers play in the snow almost every week. Pittsburgh plays in the snow a lot. We're going there. Dome teams never play in the snow. Dome teams don't ever play in the snow, which <laughs> is true, unless they play someone else yeah, I'm who's just, outside in the snow. I'm just, I mean, I don't need to help you any. I'm just letting you know that every game in December is not in the snow. No, but a lot of them are, and you have your Christmas tree next to your TV. It's I will festive. give you this. I will give you this. You've got a better chance of seeing snow in December than you do in August <laughs> and September. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But it really, it's it's a fun part of the season because it feels like every game matters more. Well, that's why I say this December December football, you're getting in position for the tournament. So that's when it becomes critical. That's why the National Football League in their scheduling schedules a lot of division games in that last quarter of the season. That's why. And it's just ugh, it's just what a time to be alive, Mac. December football, the holiday season is upon us. And every game in the snow. You're not just feeling the the magic of Christmas a little bit. I'm still trying to get my wrap my head around every game in the snow. I can't. Okay, so we went to Green Bay in 2020. Snow. Stood in the snow. We just got back from New England where it snowed the entire game. That was baby snow. It was baby snow, but snow nonetheless. Okay. Nobody told me that was coming. We're still getting ready to go to Pittsburgh. Snow's in Pittsburgh. I I mean, we have a lot of snowy opportunities here. How many games is that? That's. I mean, that's two and one last year, so that's three. Okay, three. How many games have we played? How much that's, snow do we get in Nashville, Mac? That's 33. It's so, December. Go ahead. The holiday season is coming. You're not feeling my Christmas cheer. I'm really not. Three <laughs> out of three out of 33. I'm just trying to keep this real for our listeners here. If we want to make this a Frosty the Snowman segment, we can. I'm just saying, is there anything <laughs> better than watching a game where they have to like plow off the hash marks so you can see where you are on the field? I coached in Chicago for 10 years. Yeah. I played in plenty of snow games out there. There's something different about it. Right? Yeah, there's a lot different about it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to get excited about the snow and you're just not doing it. Here's what I'm excited about, getting our players back. That makes me more excited than snowflakes. <sighs> don't get sacked by the high cost of health care. <laughs> Make Farm Bureau Health Plans your first line of protection. They've been protecting Tennessee since nineteen forty seven. I couldn't even find a fun transition because I'm so just disappointed in your lack of enthusiasm about snow games. And I don't even like being cold. I'm the one that's out You're in it. You're the one that's out in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm there. You are the one that's out in it. <sighs> hmm. Maybe I don't like it because I don't want you to be cold. Maybe. That would be very thoughtful of you. Mac, what are you going to do for the bye week? Anything exciting? I've got several opportunities to do stuff, but not anything exciting. I just want to get – here's where I get excited. Start getting our players back. Yeah. That makes me really happy thinking about that. That's what I want. I think we all need a bye week. I think I think broadcasters need a bye week. This team needs a bye. Hope everybody has a chance to relax, get healthy. And get that millionth listener. It's close now. 
We are. We're getting close to the millionth listener. I've had so many people talk to me, probably eight to 900,000. Yeah. And so we need a few more. That's probably how many people are in your cell phone, actually. If you are not officially one of the million subscribers to the Titans, Amy and Coach Mac podcast, be sure to do that. Subscribe, share it with your friends, leave us a comment or a review. We love to hear from you guys. Also follow us on Instagram at Titans, Amy and Mac. We'd love to hear from you. We want to talk to you and uh, hopefully somebody out there cares about snow games as much as I do. You know what else people like? People like that when they put up the Titans, Amy, Coach Mac bobbleheads on the big screen. Yeah. Are we going to give some of those away sometime? We're going to give some of those away probably this week. So I like that. check out the Titans, Amy, and Coach Mac Instagram account because that is where it will be announced. And just a little hint if you are not subscribed to this podcast, do it. I like that. That will help you. I like that. So there you go. You know what we might give away too with those two is some snow globes. <laughs> we don't have any snow globes. We can get them. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. We're just coming up with merchandise now. Tis the season. Bye weeks for everybody. And then when we come back, more Tennessee Titans football. We'll be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home the 12th. Can't wait. Looking forward to that. For Coach Mack, I'm Amy Wells. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Titans Amy and Coach Mack podcast. Happy bye week.